ancestors surround us. Hi, I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services for older adults located in northern Bergen County, New Jersey. Welcome to our podcast, Advancing the Art of Aging. It's a series of programs in which we try to share a little information about not only the Jewish Home Family, but important things for you to know about health and wellness as we all inevitably get older, or at least hope to get older, right? Today, we're very privileged to have with us as a guest, Gabby Moskowitz, and Gabby is the Chief Clinical Dietitian at the Jewish Home at Rockley. Gabby, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here with us. Gabby, tell me what a dietitian does in a nursing home. Why do we need a dietitian? A dietitian helps with all the food planning. When a new admission comes in, we meet with them, we get some background, we need to check how their appetite is, how they were eating before, any weight changes, anything like that. And then we implement all their preferences, we honor their preferences. We do have clinical diets, but we liberalize them as wanted by request. What does a liberalized diet mean? If someone has a history of diabetes and they're eating very poorly and they would come in usually from the hospital and it would be on a low sugar diet, but it seems more important to get them to eat and they're not eating the food, we would ask them, ask them or the family, anyone who would know best what kind of diet, if they want a piece of chocolate cake, we'll give them a piece of chocolate cake. We're not going to be so strict because it's more important that they're eating and gaining their strength. So you're really talking about looking holistically at the person. Exactly. You know, that's, I think, a different take than a lot of people have about a dietitian. When you think about a dietitian, you know, it's someone who's putting you on a regimen. But you're talking about something that's a little bit different role. I like to see the person as a person. I would definitely look at their labs and see if their glucose was out of control. But I want their input also. When they first come in, we have care plan meetings where we meet. Right now we're doing it via teleconference with the family and with the resident. And I don't go in with just an objective telling them, this is your diet, this is what you have to do. I want to hear from them. What do you like? What can we do to help you? And get their input, and then I make my recommendations. So you're really talking about making sure that their diet is a fit for them. Exactly. That's great. And do you find that people are hard to please, easy to please, or both? It definitely depends. There are some Customers that are a little more difficult, but uh, I feel like I have a lot of patience and just help them through it. Sometimes it's about the food, sometimes it's about something else, but our kitchen is very accommodating. I tell them, call whenever, call my cell phone, call my extension, call the kitchen. Just if you want something, we'll make it for you. That's great. You know, I always say that it's Food is not just food, right? right? Food has a lot of other layers to it. It really has to do with memory and kind of those triggers that we have, reminiscence. And I think for people who are living in a long-term care setting, sometimes it's about it's not the way I made it or my my mother made it or my spouse made it. I right. think there's so many emotional levels. Right. We are privileged that we have many refrigerators that we could keep in the residence rooms. And if we try and try to accommodate, I ask them how they made it at home. 
you want us to make it like this? And if all else fails, family members can bring food, comfort food from home, restaurant food that they liked, anything homemade, and leave it in the refrigerator. We just ask for kosher purposes that they eat it on paper plates disposable in their rooms. That's great, though. It sounds like really the best of both worlds for people. Yes. Yeah, because food, we all know, is is more than just sustenance. Yes. So during the last about eight months, as the world has been fighting this COVID pandemic and the Jewish Home family and the Jewish Home at Rockley have been engaged in their own fight, your role as dietitian shifted a little bit. Can you tell me about that? Well, before COVID, I was actually a part-time dietitian, and there were three of us. And due to health reasons, the other two dietitians weren't able to return to work. So it was just me sprung into the role of full-time dietitian. And it became less about paperwork and clinical and more about just recovering people who had covid so how did that go? You know, what was the role of the dietitian in recovering people? At that point, we weren't really taking new admissions. We were recovering the ones that were here. So you really got to know each of the residents, call the families, see what you could do. A lot of them were very lethargic, tired, sleeping, seemed like they wouldn't eat anything. But I remember one family, I called the daughter and she said, oh, no, she's awake. I said, but her eyes are closed. She said, no, no, she's awake. Just call her name and offer her ice cream. So I went in, looked like she was sleeping, but I called her name, and she answered with her eyes closed, and I said, do you want ice cream? And she said, yes. I, I really did not think she was awake or alert or anything. And that's when we started. She wouldn't eat anything else. haagen chocolate ice cream, that's all she wanted. And as many times as I brought it in, she would eat it. Um, at first, she couldn't eat it. It was a little too hard. So we would take it out, melt it down, put it into a cup, and pour it into her mouth. She wasn't refusing it. We weren't force-feeding her. She wanted it, but that was the little bit of strength she had left was to open her mouth to drink that ice cream. And a few days of that, and she was sitting up and eating a regular meal. Unbelievable. So is is it the ice cream or is it the calories? Who knows, right? Both. Both. A little bit of both. All right. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is that you really need to be flexible to try and meet the individual's needs. Definitely. If you come in with an agenda, it's not going to work out. It's a partnership and respecting everybody, teamwork, the nurses, the speech therapists, it wasn't just me making the diets. I could tell them what to have, but I'm not here 24-7. Everyone else has to carry that out, and they really did. It was like a positive attitude, the camaraderie between everyone, and even the administration keeping up the positive attitude when it was such a rough time. Mm -hmm. Now, you developed something called the COVID diet. What's, what's the COVID diet besides haagen -Dazs? Mostly Agnes, <laughs> but also um, someone, most of the residents that had COVID were very sick. They had fever. They were tired, sleeping. And if you put pasta primavera or chicken, hot, hot meatloaf, they wouldn't even look at it. They felt nauseous. They, they didn't respond to any of that food for a while. So we made sure to put an extra refrigerator in the COVID section and we filled it several times a day with Hagnaz ice cream, 
Gatorade, homemade milkshakes, Jello, yogurt. They really seemed to like the cold foods and uh, hydration. They needed hydration. You know, not everybody had COVID, but people who didn't have COVID were also isolated and potentially not eating because they were depressed. Did you see a lot of that? That was very difficult. Yeah, I do my weekly and monthly weight checks, and there was weight loss amongst everyone. And they they would look at it and they said, they didn't have COVID. How, why are they losing weight? Well, they're in their rooms. They're isolated. They're not socializing. The food is coming on paper instead of the regular tray, so they felt like it wasn't as warm. And uh, they weren't getting, they were just getting the main, not uh, the alternates. So what we started doing is going around room to room, visit them, a little socialization, and filling out menus with people that normally did not have to mark a menu because they would eat in the dining room. And I know you were doing a lot of shakes and smoothies, right? Yes, we would do shakes. They looked very festive. They were colorful. They were delicious. And we'd put them on the unit and someone would walk around and they went very quickly. So that's really a way to get not just nutrition, but also hydration into people. Yes. I know there were some other tricks you tried with Insure. I know we were giving people Insure every time that they took a pill, right? Some yes. other ways? We could give it with MedPass. Um, and also, usually there's a doctor's order for Ensure, but under these circumstances, it was like offer them Ensure whenever they ate less than 50% of the meal between meals, offer it to everyone. And even during virtual visits, as I understand it, when we had families that were visiting with their loved one on the iPad, staff were saying, here, have a little drink of this, and then talk to your family. Oh, you might, need, you might be a little thirsty and have a little drink of this as well. Yes, because that's when they have a one-on-one -on -one there with them to encourage it. Right. So it's really thinking about things differently. You, you couldn't be the traditional dietitian during those tough weeks, right? You had right. to be something else. Right. But I actually prefer the holistic approach. It's about the greenhouse that we're moving toward. And um, I have a daughter who lives in a greenhouse. And they see everyone as a family. And it really makes a difference. Yeah, that's huge. It must have been really challenging. I know you were not in the building at the very beginning of COVID. And when you walked into the Jewish home, it was, it was a different place than the one you had recently worked at. What was that like? Um, I had been out for three weeks. Some members of my family had COVID. And when I came back, the hallways were empty. The activities, usually you see dancer size, rock steady boxing, all these activities going on. And it seemed a bit like a ghost town. It's a little scary. Very. How does it feel now in comparison? Like we're building back up, everything's starting up again. And just to see a small activity going on is very exciting. So if someone's and, listening to us at home, Gabby, and they're, they're, they have an elderly parent or they themselves are older and feeling kind of isolated during this ongoing uh, um, pandemic preparation, what would you advise them to do in terms of taking care of their own health and nutrition? Make sure to stay hydrated, make sure to stay positive, and Take all the comfort foods you want. This isn't the time to be on a diet to lose weight. 
So it's oh, it's an open license to eat whatever exactly. you feel like. There you go. But try to make some of those things nutritious, healthy, yes. healthy choices. So moderation, just, right? So we're we're not we're not uh, recommending a diet of potato chips. Just no, um, no, healthy foods, vegetables, proteins, and uh, and a little Haagen Dazs. Uh, that's always good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today, Gabby. This was great. A pleasure. We appreciate it. Thank you all for listening and be well. Rise, all of the children rise. Elders with wisdom rise. Ancestors surround us rise.